created live on Fireside. Hello, my co-host. Well, we have been getting some rave reviews. I mean, people are so happy to be there. So great. They absolutely love what you're doing. They are so appreciative that you put on these amazing events and are so excited to share their story. Good. So take us a little bit through um, the live draft right now event. I mean, what's going on? What's the vibe? What's the feel? You can hear the excitement. I know. It's incredible. I'm, of course, I always feel like when the tables are full, like my heart is so full. We had to bring in chairs. I love that. It means so much to me. Um, I just feel like the sponsors are so like heartfelt. They're here because they have a message. It just isn't about their brands. It's about their message. And they're so excited to share that message. And I think they made such an impact. Like with Becky Blades and Stardust. You know, of course, I had to talk about Tina. Because oh my God. Tina is the, the epitome of starting something. And it being the most amazing thing you ever had. And then it's like... No, you can never have that again because she'll never do it again. Right. <laughs> it's over. And um, yeah. Becky Blades is I like, still loved she's our, cool. Our conversation. Did, I'm sure yeah. you did. She's really. I'm cool. sure you did. And then Kyla Gardner, like the her grandmother and the it was her her husband was the one who was really instrumental in her starting that, and I thought she was incredible. Angela Brown is ready to do her workshop. So this isn't just you know, it's a lot of networking, it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of sharing information, but it's really going to be the workshop, and we are going to start that pretty soon. Angela Brown is leading it. She's this amazing business leader. She has a playbook for the girls. And it's just really to talk about what's your mission? What's your vision? How can I help you get there? How can I help you get to that next thing that you want to do in business? And um, so she's excited. And um, I know she was on the podcast too already, right? Yeah, she was. And we got to meet her daughter. Oh, yeah. Who actually, you're going to laugh. I I cried. She made me cry. She did? (laughs) She physically made me cry. Yeah. What she did in schools during COVID for like kids that were struggling. She's like, we looked at the whole child and like it, it, it was, it, it just was, I mean, that was like when COVID happened and, you know, because of my dyslexia and, and my, you know, Montgomery's, I was, he was a, a older. So we were okay. Do you know what I mean? I was like, just get through this dude. But I just every day would say, Oh my gosh, mom, what about those little kids that like are struggling? What is going to happen to them? And my mom's like, I, she, my mom was like, I can't, I can't, I, I this is like breaking my heart. So when she, this woman came up and started talking about, the whole child and how they approach these schools that she started. I literally just went and I was like, I'm so I sorry. Love you I, for that. I love you for that. I really miss you here. I, I do. I, I, miss I love you the too. fact that I can see from where I'm sitting and standing and running around. Every time somebody sits down, I see their face light up. That's what I've got great photographs of the day of oh, them sitting that. across from you. And then I can see them listening to you or talking to you and, it's really cute, right. but you're not here. But I love that you can still be here, even though, you know, like you're not here in person. I think this is just incredible. And no, it's it like is. And it's really well received. It's, well, and it's really worked out. But mm-hmm. I have to say, it's really funny because I have been like, oh my gosh, I, oh, I want to jump across and hug that, yeah. that woman oh, because right. the story yeah, is amazing. Right. I definitely, I definitely miss you guys. I, I definitely know, miss I you guys. It's been incredible. I'm glad that we were able to do this. Yeah, the girls this have way been because we're me, still capturing. Yeah, they're so busy. They're doing all these events, you know, between the trusts and the NFLPA and the Legends community and the watch parties and the professional football players, Mothers Association events. They're like, 
all mm. busy. They're so busy here. And I, I hope they all told you about that. And I hope they told you why oh, they're they there. Because nobody would even yeah. realize. Like they had, um, they had people come and speak in a panel to the new moms that are just coming into the draft. Oh, from did. the older oh, moms. Very cool. So, so smart. Just to kind of say, this is like prepare for, think about this, and this is good advice. And they're all ve- very collaborative this year, which I think is fantastic. So, and like, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I know. And this is such a good group of coaches' wives, players' wives, Kansas City women that are just in the area that are affiliated with the Chiefs or that are just loving the Chiefs. It's women in business. So, it's a good group. You would love it. You'd fit right in. No, it really is. I mean, it's great. And we've, it's actually been fun because I've been able to talk to a couple of the women that have these businesses and talk about the storytelling aspect, right? How important and how we can connect so much with our stories and, and how that's why you and I started this whole thing is because those stories are what's important. They can give you a little view into what's happening. And what's so important is that, you know, the outside world doesn't get to see all the work that the women are doing behind the scenes, all the work and all the things that are important. So, you know, way to, way to get, you know, do another amazing event. Again, everyone's just so happy to I'm be glad. a part of I'm it. I'm so glad. I just hope we don't run late yeah. because, you know, <laughs> it's just hard, you know, like it's just hard sometimes, you know, because you just do, you, you, you don't want to cut people off. You want to talk, you want to enjoy it. And then all of a sudden it's two o'clock and it bumps me out. Yeah. Can't do it longer though. Cause that's crazy. But a couple, right. a lot of the girls said they're coming to the Super Bowl, So we'll see them at the Super Bowl. That's what I said to them. I was like, I better be seeing you at the next event so I can give you a hug. Hi, Becky Blade. So welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread live from the draft. We are so excited to have you here. I know you are a writer, you're an artist, you're a speaker, you're an entrepreneur, and your latest book is Start More Than You Can Finish, which I think is amazing. Thanks. Did your your parents ever tell you, don't start more than you can finish? No. So that's, what's actually very interesting is because I am, um, I, I am dyslexic. And so I have always been like a very creative brain, even though when I was a child, I didn't think I was creative, but I always did a lot of things. And when I just read this title, I started laughing to myself because I have so many things in the works and I love it. I love that, that energy and kind of what that brings. I mean, one of the things that Cynthia and I do, you know, for these events at the Super Bowl, at the draft, at the Hall of Fame is that we really, we highlight and we talk about people doing things that it feels good, the creative passion to follow, all these different things. So I would love for you to introduce yourself. I know people can find you, um, you know, all over the social medias. If you can just shout out so people can, you know, kind of check it out and find where they can find the book. And then I just want to know a little bit more about you. Yes. Um, so you can find me at beckyblades.com. That's my website. Uh, this is my a second book. Uh, my first one was called Do Your Laundry or You'll Die Alone. So you can find me by Googling that too. I'm on Facebook <laughs> at Becky Blades. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at, I mean, uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter as Becky Blades too, and TikTok as Becky Blades Starts. Wonderful. So, yeah. So I had a journalism degree. I started as a journalist and then that was boring. So I went into the agency business and I started my own firm called Blades and Associates, which uh, grew bigger than I thought it would imagine that I had imagined. And then about in my 40s, I decided I'd done enough of that. I sold it in a, in a, very uh, good way that made me happy. And I started all these other stages of life. Um, and 
including writing, doing the art that I wanted to do. I started some other companies. And so this is, this book is kind of the culmination of realizing how great that was. So your example is near to my heart. I don't know if I was dyslexic. I was certainly ADD. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, they go together and I don't know about you, but I got shamed for all the plates I had spinning in the air. You know, people didn't really, couldn't really relate to it. So in some way that wasn't okay. And they wanted to know, what did you finish? What did you, after I sold my first company, what are you doing now? Like you've been, you know, six months without a job. What do you, what have you finished? Um, and that was mostly in my imagination, I must say, but I started studying. Uh, I started first of all, preparing myself for old age and started thinking about what do I want to do for the rest of my life? How do I want, uh, to play out these years? Cause I don't want to start a company that means a steady job. And I started realizing that the people I want to hang with, the places I had fun were with people like you, people who are getting things done, people who are acting on their ideas, because that is the best of who we are. Expressing ourselves lets us know who we are. So we love ourselves more. We enjoy ourselves more. Um, and as I started hanging with these people, uh, my curiosity got the best of me. I started studying them. I started studying neuroscience. And I coined the term startist for people who successfully act on their ideas. And we are all startists. We just have varying degrees of those strengths, right? Um, and so I studied how can we be better startists? And so this is this book is kind of the culmination of that. I'm going to hold one up. It's probably going to be in reverse. Um, No, it's not. It's actually, that was perfect. Okay. Okay. So it's um, really is my love letter to the women who come after me. I mean, all the people, what am I saying? Women, Um, women PS, I think are the most creative and they are slower to act on their ideas. So there's a big, you know, there's a big love for me of, events like this one where women with influence and access and um, motivation can act on their ideas and really make a difference. So, so and that's it, kind of, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's really important because you brought up a couple things and you know, I was, so my dad was also dyslexic and ADHD. So I kind of, and my mom was not, so my mom was a kindergarten teacher, was a kindergarten teacher. So very um, organized and she, but she let us be. She let us be who we were. So I grew up, but I have to say I was an athlete. I never thought I was creative because there's a, oh, there's a whole story. My listeners know basically in second grade, I had to go to special or third grade special reading where the whole class went to gifted and talented and they were doing art. So I coined myself not creative. However, as I got older and started doing things, I've created the podcast. I'm also a storytelling consultant where I help people be able to formulate their stories so they can connect deeper with audiences and grow their businesses, grow their books, you know, connect with the people, figuring out how to articulate. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is that I built on my weaknesses and, um, and weakness is not as a negative, but I compensated in school because school was really, really tough for me. So I learned to read people really, really well. So what I do now 
now is what I've been practicing for my whole life. So being a podcast host, you know, do, being a storytelling consultant, I know how to read. I know how to read people's tones. I know how to read their body language. I, and it was all because I was compensating from a young age. Yes, I had teachers tell me, if you just focused like you did on the athletic field, you would be better off. I had a guidance counselor tell me I was never going to college. You know, I did have, and I had, you know, many other stories, but I always had that self-confidence because I was, I was good at, at certain things. And I had parents that did tell me, you know, like, you're good at this. And I'm raising a son that is also dyslexic. Um, and he's 17. So, and my, you know, as I said, my dad, my sister, we have a lot of, uh, learning disabilities in my family. So they were never really, even though there was times in our lives that we, you know, you were hard on yourself. It was also like, okay, I can see what other people can do. I see that I can think out of the box. I know what my strengths are because of my weaknesses, because of where I compensated. So um, I hear what you're saying. And I love that you did that. And I do, there's, I never beat myself up for starting things because what I always say is, sometimes when you start something, something else comes out of it. So I really encourage my clients, I encourage my listeners to to daydream. I call it daydreaming instead of meditation because I have to move. So I do it when I walk my dogs and I come up with really great, fantastic ideas. And then I I, I step, I go out and look at them. Okay, well, what can come from this? What can come from that? And when doors open, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be flowing. This is where I'm supposed to be moving. When doors shut or I'm like, okay, go left or right. Okay, that was really fun to daydream and try that. But I don't beat myself up for not finishing it because it's like, I'm not, you know, doing that. However, I do know, you know, people in my world with ADHD start projects like home projects that they don't finish. (laughs) I never had that kind of stuff, I have to say. Uh So I know that there can be some negatives to all of that. But if someone doesn't put the negative to it, if they put the positive and see where that adventure went, and maybe you starting that project was actually good for your mental health. Maybe that was something that you needed to do. So don't beat yourself up for finishing it. Maybe clean it up so it doesn't look unfinished, but just kind of tie the bow on it and say, okay, that's something I started and I maybe didn't see to the end, but it wasn't what I was supposed to do. Exactly. Oh, you and I could go on the road together. I mean, seriously, (laughs) there are very few people um, who can relate so specifically, but you know, you mentioned you, you've got to move and that's when you come up with ideas. Well, my research showed me that we all respond to physical exercise. In fact, walking is one of the, is universally one of the rituals of the most creative people. So oh, if you're not feeling, you know, if you're stuck for an idea and being an athlete, that's, that's funny too, because I, I really lamented that my daughters, I have two girls, weren't more creative in the way that I was, that they didn't go down and make a mess in my art studio, but they were both athletes. And now they both work in the comedy industry. I mean, they're always thinking they're funny. Uh, I mean, at least one has very severe ADD. And that's how I found out I had it when she was getting diagnosed. Right. Isn't that how, but, right? <laughs> yeah. But a you're lot, right. That happens to a lot of people that, I mean, that was, I <laughs> happened to know because of having family history, but really honing mm. in on it more with, when my son got like the action, you know, cause mm. he went to a neuropsych cause he's, you know, now he's 17. So he went through all of that. And I remember talking to the neuropsych, I don't mean to cut you off there, but sure. the neuropsych about like, Hey, wait, do you think he is this and this? And the neuropsych almost spinning his water out. And he's like, yes. And you are too. And I was like, Oh no, I knew I was, but I didn't think he was. Cause he's a little bit more uh. like, he, he's not as spazzy as I was. I was really like, I always was like jumping up being on, you know, climbing on fridge before I could walk. Like I was really active. Now my mom laughs because she's like, he's just as active as you are. And you just don't, 
see it because that's how you are. So you got diagnosed uh, when your daughter did. So continue. Yeah. So when your daughter got diagnosed, uh, that's when you kind of found that you were Yeah, ADHD. but it's it was too late. I mean, I remember I'd already embraced it. I'd already, you know, I'd already claimed it and owned it. And just like you, um, and maybe there's something here because my parents, my mom was just like you. My dad was MIA. Um, but uh, my mom said, oh, go play in my sewing room. Yes, you can make anything with the scraps. And I never really heard, don't start more than you can finish uh, until I was probably in high school. But here's the thing, third grade, I, and I think there's something pivotal about those years. So I have um, total hearing loss in one ear. And in third, every year, once they diagnosed it in first grade, I sat in the front row of class. Well, not you know, front row behavior, you know, <laughs> when you have ADD, um, right. because right. everybody can see you acting out. So my third grade teacher, we didn't have um, special classes of any kind in my district. She assigned me to the bulletin board. She said, when you get done with your work early, um, get up and go to the bulletin board. It's all yours. Here's the supplies. And for the whole year, I was a bulletin board queen. And that's where I realized, and that story is in the book of, you know, every idea I had had a place to go and it, it quieted my mind. I mean, it didn't quiet my mind. It just kind of used that creativity. I had an outlet and what if our, you know, people didn't shame me about not being done because the bulletin board's never done. I only did it in my spare time, but that, that creativity. And yes, for some people, at certain times, it feels like anxiousness and antsiness. There is a place to take it. And mostly, and when we get that kind of practice, so you and I are stardists, as you say, because um, because we were forced to be. I mean, because, and so now we live in a world where the world needs our ideas. I mean, we're mm -hmm. all in a pickle here. <laughs> Let's just say it. <laughs> and... Um, Women are known to act slower on our ideas where we think we don't think as big and we don't move as quickly. So what if everything we started, uh, what if all the ideas we had, we at least began them? And, and, you know, yes, the point about it doesn't have to get finished. You know, being afraid, being afraid of the finish keeps us from starting. We're afraid it's too big and we can't do it, or we get too specific about it and we want to figure it all out before we begin. That's not how creativity works. The creative process is we do a thing. <laughs> we, you know, we take the step that we know, and then it's all about what we do with what we did. And that's another start. So if, if, so, you know, in the book, I lay out a process to start in the very smallest way or to, to understand the processes that we go to. And I, you know, you don't want to get down in those weeds now, but it's, it's very simply, it's just like, it's just like we make every change in our life. We, we imagine a future state. We think about how it's going to fit in our lives. We make a decision and we take action. And, um, I ha I do a, a party trick when I speak where I have somebody start an idea that they've been thinking about for you know, 10 years in 10 minutes, because it's really about pushing away the boundaries of the finish because we know, I mean, you know, ask any creator businesses included a plan only works 
till you get through the first step. And after that, you pretty much throw away the plan, right? <laughs> yeah. And and that's the thing. And people are always so afraid of, um, I mean, you know, I find a couple different things. They're afraid of the failure. Like, what if, what if I can't finish it, right? They're, and they're, as you said, they're worried about like, what if happens? And then I always find a lot of times, you know, some of my clients that don't allow themselves to do that daydreaming because they're afraid of, you know, what's out there and they're afraid that they won't be able to obtain it. And then they'll be disappointed in themselves. And I always say to them, no, like think big, like I will think of the biggest things. I mean, sometimes my husband calls it the squirrel. He's like, and he'll say, to I, me, love I think you, I love I think the he, squirrel. <laughs> you need to go for a walk. You know, he knows he can tell, like I come down in the morning, I don't drink coffee. This is how I am. I'm like, boom, like my energy's here. And he will say like, I think, I think the squirrel's really acting today. And I'm like, Oh, it totally is. So I will go for a walk and I come back and it, it helps me really focus. It helps me mm. be able to be like, okay. And I, I tell, like, I use my notes in my phone and I just dictate because of my dyslexia. I don't mm. type. I don't frustrate myself mm. that way. Mm. I just speak and I speak into mm. my phone and then I go back. I mean, I have thousands of notes of just little, sometimes one or mm. two sentences, but mm -hmm. then I go back and sometimes I don't even go back. Right. It's just something I had to get off my yeah. chest or yeah. out of my mind. And I have found that it has been such a game changer for me. Cause again, I didn't say I, for years, I mean, until I was in my forties told myself I was not creative. Even when my kids would come to me, I'd be like, Oh, mom's not creative. You do that art project with dad. I'm not creative because I, I couldn't draw. I'm not a good, my, I have terrible, even stick figures, but that's part of my, like my dyslexia. I don't have that create, you know, that artsy creative side. I can't sing, you know, all of that stuff. So I never, said that I was creative, but I've been telling stories my whole life. I've been captivating people with my speech and that's creative. And then, as you said, I was an athlete. I played two sports in college and I, that's where I really kind of expressed myself on the field again, not thinking it was creative. So what I always kind of challenge people to do, especially women that are in midlife, right? Is you have to find that creative passion. And even if you're like, I'm not creative, we all are creative. And I will say that because I, I mean, people that know me, they're like, I can't even believe that this is who you are now. Like, you know, this little side of me that all of a sudden I'm like, and I've always been confident, but never ever would I, and I started the podcast myself. I just came up with it, walking the dogs. And I remember I came home and I said to my, and it started in 2019. I said to my husband and my kids, I'm going to start a podcast. And they were like, Oh, do you know how to do that? And I was like, Nope, but I'm going to figure it out. And you know, everyone supported me. They talked to me through names. And even if, you know, maybe in their minds, which they never shared, like, okay, maybe this is not going to go anywhere. They had fun watching me get excited. They had fun watching me create something in my mind. And now they see where I am and everyone's, I mean, I have three teenagers. So, you know, you know, the, the where the, <laughs> you don't get a lot of compliments in this, these yes. years. <laughs> I would tell them, thank God I like myself. Jesus. I'm the sorry. Three of you can, can kill me. <laughs> but every once in a while, they'll say, it's cool what you're doing. And I'm oh. like, Oh, that's, that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. That is that's it. A, and, but so the, the fact that you're doing that and I love when I, when Cynthia told me about your book, I, we both giggled because she and I are very similar where we just love starting things and finding out where they go, connecting, they go. networking and seeing where they go, what unfolds. And then if it's not again, 
if it's supposed to end, mm-hmm. it's supposed to end. But I mean, yeah. Becky, this is, this is amazing. Can you share again with everyone um, where they can find you? And then, you know, thank you so much for joining YNS live with NFL thread in live from Kansas city at the, you know, at the draft. This is amazing. Yay. Thank you. Well, and yes, and I think about these women in the position that they're in and how, what you just said about even your family, people supporting you, that's what we need to be for each other. I mean, we all need the biggest art supply is our cheering section. And at the very least, we don't say, have you finished that? We don't say, what about that thing you were working on last week? I mean, in a supportive way, but we support just like your family did, um, you know, finding the joy in, oh my gosh, look what she did. I, I got to say, a podcast is a thing I have learned. I never want to start. So God love you because the, <laughs> the setting up the guests and also storytelling is something I'm just not good at. I tried to write fiction. Um, but, but I mean, well, we can talk on the side good. because we can I don't, talk on the side. I, I say, but, wait, you yeah. and I need to talk more because I don't know that because this was very good. And I, I have ideas already because yeah. there's, there's many different things, your story that you even just shared connecting with people hearing about because there's mm-hmm. so many women, there's so many men out there that are like, did you, you know, have, did you finish that? And it's so funny yeah. when you said that though, just now, because I really have never gotten that. And, and it kind of is, I know people in my life that have not finished, you know, finished things. And yeah. I remember it being like, you know, growing up, maybe there was times where it was like, you know, I would hear, a, you know, he started this, but he didn't finish this. But I, um, I, I never really until you just kind of articulate, I haven't mm-hmm. thought about that in a long time. So again, mm-hmm. people can find your book, start more than you can finish. Finish. It's, um, yeah, wherever books are sold and beckyblades.com. Ooh, I have a, I have a newsletter. I did start a newsletter. It's not on a schedule, <laughs> but it's called Startistry and it's on Substack. So Startistry on Substack and beckyblades.com and go start something. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you, Becky, so much for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread live at the draft in Kansas City. And you and I will, will connect. I have your, I I followed you on Instagram. So we will definitely, we'll talk because there's, this is fun. This is fun. (laughs) This is just, we're just getting started. Oh, we are just getting started. (laughs) All right. Well, I will see you soon. Take care. Bye. Enjoy the event. Yes. Bye. Thank you. So welcome Kyla Glover to YNS Live with NFL Thread here live in Kansas City from the draft. Rum Room LLC. You can find Kyla there on uh, on Instagram. Please give us a little kind of background, a little bit about who you are, and then I want to get into how you started this wonderful business uh, with no Rum Cakes. So born in Colorado, uh, raised in Kansas City almost all of my life, lived, went back to Colorado, lived there for a while, then came back here. I'm a wife. I'm a mother, um, a God-fearing woman who just wants to love people. And essentially, that's kind of where it all started. When so rum cake in my family has always been like the holiday dessert, you know. Um, and so when I was about 15, 16, my grandmother, who I was raised with, gave me the recipe. She's like, Okay, it's your time to shine, take this over. And I'm just like, I don't want to. And she's like, It's not really a suggestion, so you it's yours <laughs> now. Um, so I started baking it then, and then it was just a holiday kind of thing. My husband and I went to uh, Montego Bay, Jamaica in 2017. And, you know, had their offerings, foods, great, cakes, pretty good. But he was like, you know, I think we can compete with this. I'm like, um, maybe not. So 2019, we went on a cruise to the Bahamas and they have this really popular um, place called the Rum Cake Factory, which is right on the port when you cruise in. And it's a very popular place. Went, tried the cakes and 
they were pretty good, but he's like, ah, I think we can compete with this. Um, and he's always pushing a huge support. Um, so started playing with recipes, got kind of my base recipe down and started um, putting it out there, putting out my fillers to see kind of who, uh, what people thought about the new recipes. And then from the base recipe started to build, um, I have a ton of flavors and that's kind of where it came from. But essentially, I know that God has put me there to love people. And this is how he has for me to do that. And I know that with everything in my heart. Oh, I love that. That is amazing. Amazing. And how did you get involved with NFL Thread? Like, how did you hear about the event? Again, guys, uh, my attorney asked me very randomly, like, what's your plan? And I said, there's no way that I could even have understood that the life I live now was something that I had the the capability or was like a possibility to dream. Um, so I work at a law firm for my day job. I'm in Kansas city. And, um, one of the partners at my firm was like, Hey, come to this luncheon with me. Um, at the luncheon, I met Angela Brown, who was a keynote speaker today. And, um, you know, just kind of talked for a little while. And then I got an email from Cynthia, <laughs> the founder and of NFL thread. And she's like, Hey, heard about you. would love to kind of bring you on this opportunity. So when I say that I never understood that this was a possibility to dream, I I wouldn't have known. I also, as a side note, I do some baking for the Kansas City Royals as well. And um, after that initial meeting with the royal chef, I said, okay, okay, we can pray about it. So I asked God, I said, okay, God, if you're going to give me things, like how about the Chiefs? I would love to bake for the Chiefs too. And if I could have the sporting KC, I'll take that as well. God said, I see your, I see your chiefs. I'll raise you the NFL. And so everyone is just so welcoming and so kind and so nice. And I just, I'm, I'm so excited and so blessed to be a part of the NFL Thread family now. It is. And I'm so happy that you're here with YNS Live with NFL Thread. I mean, we do this because we are here sharing these live stories. Definitely. A lot of times people don't know. We love bringing on um, women that are, you know, that their husbands were in the league, but finding mm-hmm. out what they do, right? Definitely. What do they do? And then also mm-hmm. talk about the pivots of the players. Mm-hmm. How did that look? Because mm-hmm. that is something that's not talked about enough. When you mm-hmm. play something and you have a passion and you've been doing it your whole life, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you stop there's going to be ramifications. And if you don't have that support, what is that going to look like? And this goes for all, you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, professional athletes. Um, It's not talked about enough and there's not enough support on that exiting of it. So we feel that bringing these stories, these live stories about people that get involved. And so I just love that you, you know, you got involved with the NFL thread. I know it's going to be a long, um, you know, a long list of things that you can do with them because we do the Super Bowl, you know, every year we also have the Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame, which is really fun because again, it's, it's people that are just their hearts. Every event that I've been a part of, every heart is, is big and bursting and just wants to support and network and help and and connect. So, you know, welcome. And thank you for being here with YNS Live with NFL Thread. And this work, I feel is so important. When I was talking to Cynthia and she kind of talked about the same things I would have, and I'm not an NFL player, obviously, but I would imagine that the accolades that come along and the praise and just the things that come along with being someone in the NFL. And then once that pivot happens, I would imagine mental health can take a hit. So having a support system as vast from someone, a group of people like Cynthia and her husband, like who understand what that looks like and just having that support, I would imagine is just life changing. And I would beg to say, may even save lives. 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because it is all about feeling understood. Definitely. And, and being connected and knowing, okay, someone else is going through this. Mm-hmm. I'm having these feelings. Okay. I'm talking to another former player. Right. You know, as I said, it doesn't matter how strong you you mm-hmm. are mentally. Mm-hmm. It, when you leave something that you've been doing for that long, but something that you love yeah. for that long, you're going to have some yeah. sort of, of down. I mean, you're going to, you're going to yeah. get down. And if you don't have that support, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. So that's why we do what we do. That's why we share these stories. That's why we come live from these events. So people can kind of see from behind the scenes, yeah. people like you and how people can get involved. So Kyla Glover, the run, yes. Kyla, right? I said that right. Yes. Kyla <laughs> the, Glover. The run, rum room LLC. You can find yes. her on the socials. And if you mm-hmm. have, you know, anything that you have in an event, doing anything, reach out to Kyla so you can taste and get involved in in the rum room. Definitely. I want to thank you for the work that you do. Uh, I am on all socials, TikTok, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, the rum room LLC for TikTok and Instagram, and then the rum room on uh, Facebook. I am located in Kansas City, so I do local events. I do weddings, and I also do ship across the United States and Canada. So... I'm ready to feed the world. I love it. Well, thank you so much again for of joining Wireless Live with NFL Thread so live much. from the draft event in Kansas City. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye. How are you? How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. My name is Juliet Hahn, and I am the co-host with Cynthia. And um, welcome to the draft event. Can you introduce yourself, please? Absolutely. Yes. My name is Kirsten Brown Persley, and I'm the founder and CEO of Persley Advisors, which is a, a consulting firm that works with organizations to help them ensure that their their goals are met with an inclusive lens. That is amazing. So how did you find out about NFL Thread? Can you give us a little background of who you are and how Absolutely. you found out? Absolutely. So my mom is Angela Brown. And so she was telling me about the amazing organization and just the camaraderie. And, um, you know, one thing that we're really passionate about is making sure that we're helping to empower women. And so so when I heard about um, this opportunity to to meet and speak with the woman here, I was super excited. That's awesome. And so, yes. So I was just talking about Angela. I met Angela at the um, Super Bowl event. Wonderful, amazing woman. And I love that you are kind of following in her entrepreneur uh, footsteps. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of got involved in your company. Where did it come from? And uh, give us you know a little background on that. Absolutely. So um, I was an educator for many years. And was a teacher and uh, had the opportunity to to start a high school and be a founding principal of a high school. And um, we had a really, really great run where the district came to us and said, hey, we, we want you to found another school concept. So within two years, founded two school concepts within Kansas City and um, did that. Uh, was really fortunate to um, graduate our first class through the pandemic, which was really challenging. Um, the school that I led and started was situated in the urban core. And so within the pandemic, I think all the challenges that society face really, really hit schools hard, especially in um, more underserved settings. And so um, use that as a launch pad to work for an organization where I led as an executive director called the Brand Lab Kansas City, which helped ensure that there was more diverse representation of people of color within the marketing and advertising industry. Um, and so was able to relaunch that market, make it really strong and um, restructure the board and my, hire a new staff and got it to a really good place and decided to move into consulting because that's what a lot of people, these organizations I were working with, was working with, these schools, 
schools, just saying we know that our world is becoming more diverse and we want to make sure that we are responsive to that reality and our organizations are really embracing and making sure that there's a sense of belonging within organizations as diversity becomes more of a, a reality. And so I uh, found a really good niche in supporting organizations and making sure that um, their ways of operating was more inclusive. That's amazing. And I so I love the, the whole school concept. So I'm dyslexic. My older son's dyslexic, my dad, my sister. And so one of the things that during the pandemic, I thought about all the, the little kids that were missing that instruction and my heart just completely, completely shattered. I just, I was like, how can I help more? How can I help more? And I do stuff with the foundation um, on dyslexia doing that because it is, it's those things that we don't think about, you know, or not we, cause I do, because I am dyslexic, but others that don't maybe have that struggle or not in the school system um, about what it is that, that early kind of thing that's missing. So when you had your two schools where they, you know, you said they were in underprivileged um, areas, what was the things that you were kind of focusing on to really help those students achieve and, and, and graduate? Yeah. So that's a great question. One thing that we saw, it was an utter need for wraparound services. And so what you have oftentimes is um, students who are really committed and parents who are really committed. But when you don't know where you're going to get your next meal or you have, um, there's um, instability with housing, it's really hard to focus on school. And so how it really became a conversation about how do we leverage the, co- the community resources that existed to make sure that we were plugging in to support students students and families where they need it. So it's really a holistic approach. And then you can kind of get to the academic piece around, hey, you know, there may be some challenges with reading or with math. How do we help identify what those gaps may be and provide supports, especially when it's virtual? And one thing that was really proud of the work that we did was if students had significant um, ways in which they learned differently, we would bring them into the school even when it wasn't open because we knew that that gap would widen if we didn't make that choice. Okay. You just like made my heart scream and like almost cry because and I'm getting totally teary because that is what is so missed. And so many of those students, you know, and like, as I said, like it really hurt, like I couldn't do anything, you know, it was like, what, where, what do I do? I know that my son is struggling, but he's also older and he knows, okay, this, this just sucks. I'm going to, I'm going to have to step it up at a different time. But knowing those little, little people that, you know, probably didn't. And so I love that you did that whole approach because that is one thing that is so important because sometimes you're maybe, you know, with dyslexia, you might be dysgraphic, you might be dyscalculate, you might be ADHD. And if you're just focusing on one little thing, you're missing so many other parts. And so the fact that you built, let, let's, let's work with this child to make them feel good about themselves and then start tackling. And I am, I preach all the time about the strengths, um, but also knowing the weaknesses and also being like, okay with the weakness because you know that kid's going to compensate and and find something beautiful. I actually do what I do now so well because of my dyslexia, because I had to learn to read people. I had to learn to communicate. I had to learn to kind of read and, and the tones of people's voices. And so as I've gotten older, I realized, oh my gosh, I've been doing this since I was, you know, little because of the compensation I had to do in school uh, and and do other things. So, oh my gosh, I just praise you. I think that is amazing. Again, I was like, I'm very emotional there. I, I really could have let it flow, but um, I love the work that you're doing now. So, where can people find you? Um, you know, if, if and if they want to reach out, also. Yeah, yeah. So our our website is launching next week. It's PersleyAdvisors.com. So, um, P E R S L E Y. 
ZYAdvisors.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So under Kirsten Brown Persley. Oh my gosh, Kirsten. Thank you so much again for joining. I feel like I have to like get your contacts later and we're going to have yes, to talk, talk on the side more yes. because there's so many things that I'm, as I said, with this foundation with dyslexia that we have ideas of doing uh, for the underprivileged and yeah. we're just, you know, kind of scratching the surface there. Yes. And so I would love to yes. pick your brain on that. I would love that. You know, I'm, I'm defending my dissertation on Tuesday and I'm focused a lot on this work. And, you know, if students already have come from this place where, um, you know, they, they, they have these under-resourced experiences, it makes it that much harder for them to get the support they need if they have dyslexia, for example. And so I think that I just commend you. I think that's such a worthwhile and needed um, kind of issue to tackle and problem that we have. So I just am really grateful that you're doing that work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Well, you, you so too. Much. Well, welcome, you know, again, and thank you for being on YNS Live with NFL Thread live at the draft in Kansas City. So here's our keynote speaker, Angela Brown. Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. It's so good to see your face again. How are Juliet, you? You're one of my favorite people in the world. And I love meeting you all over the country doing this and talking with you and the audience. So I, this is wonderful. Oh my God. I so appreciate it. And I just met your amazing daughter and actually <laughs> she made me cry. <laughs> Like literally, she, she, I started crying. Oh, did you really? Oh my oh, gosh. No, I, I physically started crying. The work that she was doing with the, the kids and the principal, because I'm dyslexic and all I like during the pandemic, all I just kept saying, oh my gosh, these kids that are young. I mean, my son's dyslexic as well, but he was older. So we could kind of walk through like, honey, this is just going to suck. You're just going to have to get through it. Like, you know, we already kind of built those foundations, but like the little ones, it just, oh my gosh, I just, I couldn't. And so when she was talking about the whole child, I literally go, Oh my God. I just started crying. She's, she's amazing. She amazing. is amazing. She's launching her own consulting and, um, consulting education, which is amazing too. So yeah. The, I mean, the thing is how, I mean, I love that she's also following in your entrepreneur footsteps. So I'm going to have you introduce, well, I already introduced you a couple of times, but Angela Brown, she is the keynote speaker. They're going to be doing some workshops. Angela, you can find her on Instagram at Angela, the coach. You can also find her all through, you know, LinkedIn. That's a lot of another place that you really hang out on Facebook, Angela Brown, and you do leadership and business consulting uh, for people. So can you share a little bit about how you got involved in this? I know, you know, my listeners know they're going to be like, Oh, Angela from the Super Bowl, but how you got then decided you guys, you know, to do this workshop here at, um, at the draft live with these women in Kansas city. Juliet, my passion has always been to empower and to inspire women and to really help people discover what their purpose, passion, and mission is in life. Because as I said before, I've struggled at time to time in my life after having a fair amount of success. Like, what am I going to do next? What's next on the horizon? And so you kind of throw the spaghetti up against the wall to see what sticks and not really knowing what a fit is. So I have made it my life's mission now to help people go through the process of kind of uncovering what their values are, their purpose, their mission, so they can be focused and intentional in their daily pursuits of their goals. Which is amazing. And I love that. And tell them a little bit how that kind of came about. I know we talked a little bit about, you know, on, on the podcast um, when we were at the Super Bowl, but a little bit of kind of like how you came about that, that like, how did you nail that down? Like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Cause we know all as entrepreneurs, we have these ideas, which I love coming up with the ideas. And then, and then the ideas kind of sometimes sprout and then they get narrow, right? It's like, okay, here I am sprouting, sprouting. And now I'm getting narrow to really what I'm meant to do. When was that aha moment for you when you, when you found that? Yes. Yeah, so before you even begin to put a plan into place, I think what's missing oftentimes for business owners and for people looking to get into business is that they really haven't defined 
what it is you're trying to accomplish personally. What are your values? What do you believe in? Why is that important to you? So I think by really uncovering your true values, you become to move into your purpose, right? So in fact, today I'm going to be taking these ladies through this part one of the journey of really determining who you are, what you stand for, what you're willing to live and die for. What is the true impetus for you to move in any direction? So I think that once we determine that, then opportunities become more clear. You can actually define what you're looking for. Because I went through a process where I knew I was had some success. I knew I was at a crossroad, but I didn't know what that next iteration was. But I had no foundation. I had no core values that were defined that would make sure I was in alignment with those. And so if we're not in alignment with our core values, then we tend to go off in a direction that we don't feel 100% fulfilled. We don't feel like it's really in our sweet spot. Maybe someone said, hey, that's a good idea. Or maybe there's a lot of money over here in this direction. So I'm going to go in this direction. But it really doesn't fill all the void. There's something there that's missing oftentimes in our careers, albeit very successful careers. Sometimes there's a void that's missing. And I think that, and I know that from personal experience, that I went through that process. There was a void there. And I, I was tired of just spinning the wheel. I wanted to really uncover what are my true values, why do I value these things, and what is my purpose and passion based on my values, right? So that I'm not just out there willy-nilly going in a direction, then having to pivot after I spent a ton of money going down a path and feeling like, okay, this really isn't what I thought it would be. So that's what we're going to be going through today. I'm helping these women because I'm in my sweet spot right now. I've discovered that my mission and my purpose is to help people realize things about themselves they never knew were possible. That's my personal mission statement. So we'll be talking with these women today about helping them to really gain clarity around their personal mission statement so that whatever they choose to do, it's going to be in alignment. It's going to feel good. It's going to be in their sweet spot. And so as a business consultant and business broker, I actually go through this process of matchmaking people with their ideal business or opportunity. It could be a nonprofit. It could be consulting. It could be a franchise. It could be whatever. But I help people really, really gain clarity and, and it gives confidence. Basically, the net net is confidence and moving forward boldly in your pursuits. No, and it's so true. And you know, um, and we can talk more about this on the side, but part of my business that I really didn't even talk about when we were at the Super Bowl is I am a storytelling consultant. So I help people actually formulate their stories. I help them identify those parts of their stories all the way back and 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 all their chapters of their lives that are actually going to connect with audiences more, their target audience, where they're going to grab people because of their stories, because of their experiences, because we all have stories. And you know, a lot of times people won't, and I think it's, you know, with the work that you're doing, a lot of times people People don't think parts of their stories are significant, but they don't realize how significant they are, that actually how impactful they can be when you, you know, stories, stories sell, right? Facts tell, stories sell, and, and stories connect us. And that's the thing. Stories connect us when we are, when we have these missions, when we have these things, and when people can really hone in on what their purpose is, as you said, and how they got there, and then their journey is just when things explode. So I love that you're really helping people dive into that and that the women at this live event in Kansas City at the draft with YNS Live with NFL Thread, I mean, Cynthia doing such a great job as she always does, you know, pulling this, uh, you know, 
putting this on and and pulling all these women together to be able to learn. That's what NFL Thread is about. It's about the networking. It's about getting like-minded people together. Um, and maybe sometimes not always like-minded, right? People that can can network and, and work together and feel. So the fact that you're there being able to shine and show your true talents to these women and helping them learn is just is, is just beautiful. So I'm so excited that you're a part of this again. And um, it's so good to see your beautiful face, Miss Angela Brown. Oh, good to see. Listen, you and I need to do a a co-presentation because the storytelling is such an important part of all of this. And I'll be telling my story today, which really um, my purpose emanates from my story. So right. that's a big part of it. And so, yeah, that's a big piece we talk about as well. I love that. Well, we'll, we'll talk on the that. side after this. We'll definitely okay. talk about it and see how we can work together on that. I love Sounds it. Like a I love plan. It. All right, Angela, thank okay, you so much friend. again for joining YNS Live with to NFL see you. you too. Thank you. Okay. Hi, hello. Hi. I can hear you guys. <laughs> Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. My name is Juliette Hahn, and I am the host of co-host with Cynthia YNS Live with NFL Thread. We bring the podcast and the stories to yes. these events. So, you know, you guys are at the draft right now. If you guys can well, um, introduce yourselves and let us know a little bit about yourselves. Okay. My name is Kimberly Jenkins. It's my business partner. Hi, I'm Dr. Michaela Dartson. And we are with Pink Smoke. We are a, a cigar company, a female-owned cigar company based out of Dallas, Texas. How cool are you guys? <laughs> Some badass women. I love it. How did you guys get involved in that? Well, um, <laughs> so I live in Dallas, and I have a friend who told me that um, I'm a member of uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. We both are. And he told me that one of my sorority sisters uh, is a cigar smoker, and she's looking for the sorority sisters who like to smoke. So we just got together, and through that one sorority sister, I met Kimberly. And I decided, you know, this is really fun, but we could create our own company. We can do our own thing. So I happened to be um, smoking in a place in Dallas on a, a rooftop, and someone... Uh, uh, gave me a cigar, and he said, hey, my friend uh, lives in Louisiana, and he blends his own tobacco, and he names them all at the parishes in Louisiana. So the one I happened to smoke was a Slidell, and it was so great. I hate for it to finish because it was such a smooth smoke. So I said, I have to meet this man. So we got with him, and just based on our taste, he created uh, blends, signature blends for our line based on our taste because I love uh, cognacs and things like that. So he created a heavy blend for me that I call Michaela in your mouth, named after me. <laughs> and I have one called Redbone. So I chose nicknames that I had when I was growing up. Mine's Redbone. Mine's more of a mild or medium. Um, but we have different flavors. We have we have uh, others in our lines, but those are specifically made those for us. They're all, we, all signature blends, but we do have a couple of sweet ones. We have a chocolate and a cranberry in our line. But the other ones are medium to full body. And our blends come from uh, Nicaragua, Ecuador, the Dominican... Uh, Colombia and Mexico. So depending on which stick you buy, you'll get blends from all those, from various regions of those countries. Yes. And we also specialize in doing, um, the NFL has been a blessing to us through our publicists. So it's been great. Super Bowl. Of course, we're here this weekend for the, this week for the draft. Um, but we also target anyone that golfs. So we have another part of our company is called Cigars on Par. And we also have a podcast called Chicks and Sticks. And we're the chicks. You're the chicks and six. I love that. Okay. So where can people find you on social media? Uh, so on Instagram, we are pink smoke for the number four, you, the letter U. pink smoke for you, the number four, letter U. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. And on uh, Facebook, we're uh, pink smoke. 
Okay. That's and on Twitter as well. Yes. <laughs> We're everywhere. We're all over. And then what do you guys what do you guys talk about on your podcast? Give us a little preview of that. Uh, a little bit of everything. So yeah. like we've had Ashley, she's part of the NFL Wives Club, right? So she, we've had, we had her on. Um, we've had comedians. We talk to, we just talk. Yeah. It's something people do when they sit down and you have a cigar. It's relaxing. We just chop it up with everybody and see what they're doing. It kind of gives them a highlight of what other people's businesses mm-hmm. are doing. Um, what makes it unique is that it's us. Yeah. Um, and that we do so many different things and we meet so many different people. And we just want to bring out what they're doing. And so it gives them exposure, but it helps us too at the same time. So, yeah, we build relationships. Yeah, celebrities. And we do, we yes. love to interview entrepreneurs because we, yes. we do want to, we love the network. So that's part of our focus. Yeah, that's so funny because I, so I have a number of different shows and I can c- connect with you guys afterwards. But, um, so I, I mean, podcasting is, it's, it's networking. It's the stories. I'm a storytelling consultant. And so I also like the stories are what just are so dear and close to my heart. I love hearing how people tick and what they do. So you women are awesome and you guys go follow them and listen to their podcast. Go subscribe, rate and review. And, um, thank you again for joining YNS live with thank NFL thread live at the draft. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Good luck to you as well. Thank you so much. Okay. Hi. So welcome to Wine yes. Live with NFL Thread. I am Juliette Hahn and I am co-host with Cynthia Zordich. Uh, thank you for joining this live event here at the Draft in Kansas City. Um, can you guys introduce yourself, please? I'm Sandra Kenny. My husband was quarterback for 10 years for the Chiefs and we've lived here ever since. We've been, He's been with the Chiefs for over 30 years. Amazing. Amazing. Well, it's nice to meet you. And I'm Paula Page, and my husband played for Kansas City for nine years, and Bill was his uh, quarterback while he was here. Oh, how fun. Now, he threw, he okay. threw a lot of passes to Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So how did you guys yeah. hear about the NFL Thread event? Well, I actually go to events whenever they're at Super Bowl or any, you know, events that's going on, but I love Cynthia. So whenever I get those emails, I'm there. Right. She's the best, isn't she? She yes, is. She yes. is. She is the best. And real I wanted deal. to introduce Sandra to this simply because Sandra works so very, very hard with all the things she's doing in the community and her business. So she's, well, I want her to get involved too with the alumni so she can kind of see what the wives are doing. So that's why she's here today. No, I love it. So, yeah. So, Sandra, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? This is why we have this. This is why we have this podcast. We talk to the women about what they do. You know, we really get into like some big stories on, you know, um, when we do separate podcasts about the pivots of life and, you know, when your husband left the league. But I want to know about you. What, what do you do in the community? What is your business? Let us all know. Okay. So I, um, list and sell homes. And right now we're managing a new home subdivision called Summit View Farms. So, um, we've got a lot of home. We've got five homes that are in the parade of homes, the spring parade of homes. Have you heard of that? I have not. Before? No. Okay. Yeah. It's It's the second largest, it's the second largest, um, home parade, like where it's over around 300 homes in the greater Kansas City region. Okay. So it's the second largest in the nation. So you just go around and you look at different model homes all over the greater Kansas City region. And it's pretty fun. So we had uh, the parade starts this Saturday, um, the 29th, and it goes through May 14th. So I'll be working a lot of hours. And we just had one of our model homes judged this morning. So, um, that, and then I, uh, stage and list homes and sell them and help people remodel and stuff like that. It's really super fun. And just to let you know, she's playing it down a lot, but just this, 
this young lady is amazing. And they had her and her husband had a vision way back in the early 80s. Could have been way before that. They had a vision. And they purchased, it was like 120 acres, something like 120 acres. Didn't know what they were going to do with it. It was soybeans at first, and they had farm animals. I mean, this was a true farm-to-table person before farm-to-table was ever even a thought. So they had that vision, and now I'm telling you, they have the phase one, phase two, phase three of this development that is amazing and out of this world. Yeah, so we're, we're having a lot of fun with that, and... Um and really, back back in the day when Paula and I and the guys were on the team, we all had a wonderful Bible study together. Paula and I are Christians, and uh, we prayed a lot of years for the team, and the Lord did some amazing things. Oh my gosh, that must be really fun! Oh my gosh, so, and so and I do want to I do want to ask you how you got into that, but I do want to also ask Paula. So do you, what, what do you, you know, I, I, it always fascinates me, the pivots in life, you know, where we go and what we do. So do you work outside the yes, home as well? I've been actually in finances for over 30 years and I just completed my master's um, in January. So I'm going to be going to Arizona in January to walk and get my diploma. So look at so, you. That's amazing. Yeah, that's my little personal goal I've been working Yay. on for the past year and a half. So I'm so excited. Yes. Congratulations. And what made you, you decide that to get your master's? Because I found out that my company pays for it full. So I figured I better do it. <laughs> that, you know, and that just brings up a really good point because a lot of people don't utilize the tools that they have within the organizations they are. I, I mean, even with the NFL and all, you know, all different, different organizations all throughout school organizations, really people don't ask those questions. And a lot of times they don't tell you because they don't, they don't want to do it. So you have to be curious, right? You have to have that curious mind and ask those questions, especially if you're feeling, you know, I believe in God and I feel like God. God, you know, a lot of times will throw things at you when it, when he wants you to do something. And so that's what I always encourage people to do is really listen and then start asking questions, start feeling it. So how did you um, get, thank you for sharing that, Sandra. How did you get into real estate? Like what made you decide to do that? So I was a stay-at-home mom and we actually homeschooled our children. But uh, during the time that we were in football, I kept on having dreams about land. And uh, I felt we felt like the Lord was speaking to us about that. And um, so I'd get in the um, plane because the dreams were so specific. And um, Phyllis and I, uh, did you get in the plane with me? Or no. Yeah, That's Phyllis okay. Lewis and I would get in the plane. That's when she was married to Albert. And we'd be flying all around. And eventually we bought a piece of land and then um, had a dream again, I believe, from the Lord that we were supposed to develop it. And now we're on our third subdivision. So, and it's something that I just love. When you love your job, when you love, like, uh, everything about designing and building and, uh, you know, all that other stuff, it's, it's, it's really exciting. It is. Well, can you, is there a place that people can find you guys? Are you on the social, you know, social media so people can follow you? For Kansas City and the greater Kansas City area, it's, uh, kennysalesteam.com. Or you can also go to our, you're all welcome to come to our subdivision through uh, this Saturday through um, May 14th from 11 to 6 and that's summitviewfarms.org. And we've got a Facebook as well. And uh, so we, we post all kinds of really fun things. 
Yeah. Amazing. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining Wineness Live with NFL Thread. Sorry we had a little technical difficulty there, but I so appreciate you guys joining and sharing your story and supporting the, these events, being there, networking, giving your love, showing what you guys have achieved is so important for all different women, but also your your women, you know, the, the women that have also followed in your footsteps that are, you know, spouses that maybe are a little floundering. Maybe they don't know what to do. Maybe their husband's ready to pivot and it's their time to kind of take the reins and they don't know what to do. So having you guys here and supporting them and sharing who you are and what your story is, it's really important. So again, thank you so much for joining YNS Live. With yeah, Anna thank you yeah, because I, I get you. your emails on a regular. So I'm always being your little, all your little stories, but thank you. They're very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. you know, ladies. I had, I had something I wanted to bring up that I think would be a good conversation point. Please. Uh, for the, you know, for people that are listening, for listeners, um, when Paula and I were on the team, we would have, I think other people don't realize how hard it is on spouses sometime when you're, when your husband is in the spotlight. And we had a lot of women doing inappropriate things. I mean, I had somebody ask me if they could borrow my husband for a night. Can you believe that? I was pregnant at the time and not feeling really beautiful, but um, you know, just coming up to restaurants, following you around. We couldn't even go shopping and stuff. And I just wanted to, and I'm, you had the same experience with yeah, Stefan, And they too. still have it today, but now I think it's a little different now because the, the guys have security. It's really different when me and you were playing. So yeah, they yeah. have security. So they have more of a, of a protection. Okay. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize that, but I, I just wanted to encourage both men and women to... Um, you know, admire at a distance and don't, and try not to be inappropriate and ask for kisses and, or ask inappropriate questions, you know, so people can feel respected. Because I think the players really want to, and the wives really want to be out there, be out there. Yeah. And we, you know, they want to make Kansas City just shine. But it gets kind of hard when there's inappropriate things that go on. Yeah. So no, and I appreciate that. And that, but that's, but this is why Cynthia and I started um, this podcast series because it really is bringing light to the stories. Um, you know, in in the world, I am not. I, I was an athlete, but you know, I, I wasn't in the professional athletic world. You know, neither is my um, my husband. But we need to think of. It, it, you guys are still people. You still wake up and put your pants on the same way we do. Exactly. Yes. And we have children and, and hey, feelings. Come on, treat us, treat us like people, not like, not like an idol or something because we're not. We're just she's, normal she's people. Ready to get started. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, thank, well, thank you. you. Yes. We, thank we you. can have, we can go on and on and on, but yes, thank you for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread. Hey, yep. Juliet. How are you? So welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. How are you Thank doing? Thank you. Good. How are you? I'm good. Can you introduce yourself, please? My name is Janae James. I am not an NFL wife, but I do work in the industry. I work in sports and entertainment. Um, I work with some artists, book for the biggest festivals. Um, and then I'm also doing a lot of marketing. I am the director of client relations for Trifecta MMM in Philly. So we do a lot of cool stuff with athletes and Philly. entertainers. Hey, fly goes fly. Go birds. I'm in I KC love. right now, but always go birds. <laughs> so I, I grew up, I grew up right outside of Philadelphia. That's actually how Cynthia and I got connected. Um, mm-hmm. So 
what brings you to this event? Like, how did you hear about Thread? And give us a little background on that. So honestly, I just had a conversation with Cynthia. I was at Super Bowl and at the NFL Wise Fashion Show. I won the Louis bag that they you gave did. away. The I Louis actually, no, so I actually was like, I feel like I've met her because I because we were there. We were on the the red carpet. But yes. I felt like I was like, I totally know this woman. Why do I know her? So I love that you just said that. Yes, you won and I that brought Louis. it here with me too. Of course, yeah. Why not? Yeah. So right. So you heard about Thread through that event. Was that yeah. the first time that you were you heard about Thread, or you know, have you heard about it before the rumblings of it? No, that was the first time I actually got. I got connected with Thread because I used to work for CAA and Cantu was a client and Cantu was the sponsor for that event. So Cantu invited me to the Thread event and then everything, we just kept going. (laughs) So awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you decided to get into sports and entertainment. Where was your path there? Was that always Uh, something that you wanted to do? So um, I went to Hampton University. I majored in broadcast journalism. I was a sports management minor and I wanted Pam Oliver's job when I first graduated. So sideline report, but I'm from Philly and you know how Philly fans are. So I was way too biased to really take on that job. Like once I, st- I started doing blog talk radio shows in the beginning, like right after I graduated and is no, no Philly fans are way too sensitive and we can't is no, is a big bias there. So, um, that's very true. I, 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 yeah. For grad school, I went to Berkeley college of music. I studied abroad a year in Spain. So, my first internship was actually with Michael Vick's publicist, and she had Thaddeus Young and Meek Mill all at the same time. So I transitioned into music, and I'm just coming back into sports. I'm building a meditation studio in Atlanta, and I really want to franchise it within the within the NFL. So build onto player practice facilities so they have a space to come and get physical training, but also wellness and mental health, too. Which is so important. So where can people find so you? So important. Um, my Instagram is Janae, J-A-N-A-Y, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, James, J-A-M-E-S. Um, yeah, that's my IG. You can. Are you on LinkedIn or is that me? Do you mean I'm in LinkedIn too. Of... I'm in LinkedIn okay. too. Um, Janae James, J-A-N-A-Y, last name James, J-A-M-E-S, like LeBron. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm so glad that you joined and I'm so glad to see you again because I remember seeing so you from across the way when you, when they gave you that Louis bag and I was like, oh, go. Oh my God. Lucky, lucky. <laughs> That's amazing. Right, right. Let's so, stay connected. Uh, yes, please. And I hope to see you at the next event, whether it's the Hall of Fame or the Super Bowl where we're bringing YNS live with NFL Thread again. Yes. So it's so nice to see you again. You too. You too. I'll reach out. I'll find yes. you on LinkedIn and reach out to you. So welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. I'm Juliette Hahn, co-host with Cynthia Zordich. Can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Sandra Lamar, uh, Sandra Atkins Lamar, and my son is a 10-year, uh, he's retired NFL football player. He played for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I am also a second time around. My husband played for the New Orleans Saints in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. So I've done this twice. And so I've been blessed. Yeah. And I'm also, uh, as of last October, NFL PA certified agent. So I'm doing the darn thing. <laughs> you are. You are in it. So I have to ask you, what was the difference uh, having your husband in the league versus having your son in the league? Yeah, I was just talking about that. It's different when you're watching. When you're watching your husband, you're a cheerleader. Uh, and you know, if they, you're, you're worried about him being hurt, but you're not, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you're more cheering. You're cheering for the team. When you're watching your son, 
you're not a fan. You're basically their fan and you're looking, you know, your, your bated breath at everything that they do. So if they go down, you go down. And that's just the way it feels. So I told everybody it was a totally different experience watching his game and watching my husband's game. And, um, and, uh, it, it's, um, he's your baby. So you're, you're, you're going to be more, the buy-in is actually more, I think, for a son than a husband. <laughs> no. And you know, and it, it's, re- I mean, cause it really gets you thinking like, so I want people to think about this is that, you know, when you're a parent, you have a different, you have more of a protection, I feel uh-huh. like. And it's more, you know, I, my kids all play where they're not even in, in college yet, but they play in high school. And uh-huh. I know when you see someone like, can, you know, my one son plays, um, basketball and when you see the kid like riding him and you know you kind of get like yeah like you know mama bear yeah what's what's that guy doing get him honey honey." but so i can imagine you do and when they get to that level of having it and and was that how like were you surprised at the way you kind of emotionally felt or because he was playing as long as he was you kind of knew that that was going to be the next kind of progression no i mean he was um a big kid always a big kid his dad he was bigger than his dad his dad was a safety he ended up being a defensive tackle um mm. you know so he was really big growing up really goofy and i was like oh lord what is he gonna do <laughs> um, he didn't like football he told me he didn't want to be a stinking football player <laughs> that was his <laughs> He declared that at about seven. And I said, okay, uh, you don't have to be one. And But as he got older, and he's like, well, I really do. I want to go to work every day. That was his thought process, he told me. I said, really? And so he started playing in high school. And going to the high school game, I saw that there was a difference. It's like, wait a minute. I'm watching football, but I'm watching it from a different perspective here. It's not like when your dad was playing, you know, I was a fan, you know, jumping up and down. And there you're kind of just sitting. I don't know, you know, usually most parents will yell and scream. I was one of those that's kind of just sat quietly with my, I'm sitting on my hands or, you know, I'm standing up like looking if he goes down. He went down in high school once. And didn't get up. And I was, I stood up in the stands and started going down. I'm like, I don't know where I was going, but I was going down. <laughs> right, right. Right. Oh, that's, that, yeah. that's so interesting. So then how did you get involved um, with the NFLPA? With the NFLPA, we started, we're the Professional Football Players Mother Association. That's a group um, that started 25 years ago. We're actually coming back to Kansas City in July to celebrate our 25th year. It was started by a group of about 28 uh, mothers that saw it in, in the 90s that there was a void. There was no group that you can go to and call. Usually the, the issues that we have, everybody think your son is drafted, he's made it. You don't have any issues. But there are things that go on that, you know, with our sons and with even with each other that you need to talk to someone that has that same experience. And so... That's what the mom's organization is about. We support each other. We support our sons. Uh, I lived in Miami at the time, and, you know, someone's maybe living in Atlanta. Their son is a dolphin. They can pick up the phone and call me and say, Sandra, my son is looking for a babysitter. Um, he's trying to find somebody reputable. Do you have any a referral? Or my son is, is looking for, you know, this. And so we would be able to do that for each other. And so it became a very tight-knit organization. Um, we're, you know, like I said, celebrating our 25th year. And we're excited what the next 25 years is going to hold for us. And then um, just the NFL PA, knowing that the PA is for the players, that was the thing that, you know, the NFL is all about protecting the NFL brand and the NFL business. The NFL PA is partnership with the players, all the benefits, all of those things. They're fighting for that for the young men. They have a bunch of stuff out there that a lot of players aren't taking advantage of. So as moms, we find out what that is and we're like, hey, 
Did you go? They have a second career opportunity in the off season. You need to take this class. And so we can do that as moms. Whereas a wife, you're really not thinking about that. Uh, but as a mom, that's where, you know, our head is. And so we, we partner, we do a lot of things with NFLPA. And then once I found out that they certify all the agents, I said, well, wait a minute. I can do this. I've done this twice. This is over 22 years of, you know, being involved in this league. And so I went through, took the test, passed it, and now I'm an NFL PA certified agent. Congratulations. That's amazing. And there's a saying out there, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but <laughs> a mother that is worried is uh, can find more things out than an FBI agent. And oh, it's oh, yeah. so true. It is so true. I chuckled the first time I saw that, but I was like, oh, no, it's 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 actually, it's, it's point on. Because we have a vested interest, right? These are our babies. We birthed them. They are, you know, an extension of us in some, in some way. So I love that you took all your experiences from your husband, your son, and now you're out there able to help others, uh, help other mothers that maybe don't know the ropes. And so congratulations to what you're doing. Can, is there a place that people can find you if they have questions? Yes, I'm on Lincoln, and also my website is www.henryatkinsports.com. And, um, you know, and I'm on Lincoln as Sandra Henry Lamar. Um, the Atkins, I got remarried, so my last name is Lamar. And, um, but I'm, and I'm everywhere. Uh, I'm on IG, the same name, Facebook, Sandra Henry Lamar, same name. Well, okay. Thank you so much for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread. I so appreciate what you're doing. Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. I'm Juliet Hahn. I am co-host with Cynthia Zordich. Welcome to the live draft event in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm what, excited so, to be here. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, introduce yourself, please, and give us a little bit of who you are. I'm Wandalyn Heslop, and I am an educational consultant. So I work with kids uh, across the country, high schoolers, um, especially when they're about to apply to college. Um, apply to as many scholarships, make their family knowledgeable so they can attend school debt-free. Look at that. We actually, I wish I knew about you uh, six months ago because we have someone that we're using for my son right now who is a junior um, and wants to play college soccer. And so we are in that, we're in that, um, in that whole thing. And he is dyslexic. So we have like a, a little bit of an, another kind of thing that we have to think about. But I found actually not through the college person through my own self, um, but found some really great schools that have support. So it's always great when people like you are doing this and helping because parents right now it is hard and the guidance counselors don't always do what you kind of expect sometimes. So tell us how you got into doing um, educational you know, support. So, so my daughter, um, this was in 2016, 2015, she played soccer and she wanted to play, you know, at the D1 level. Um, but, you know, we were like, okay, figure out your criteria. What, do you, what kind of school do you want to go to? What's your major? Things like that. And then also, obviously, finance is a big part of that, you know. And, uh, and then to support. Like, what kind of support do they have for students? Because you're always on the road. I mean, you get up at 5, you got to practice, you go to class. But if you're struggling, like, what kind of support do they provide? Um, and, so, and so that's kind of like how it grew into my passion from helping her, kind of helping her friends on the side. You know what I mean? Like, Mrs. Heslip, I need help, you know? And, uh, and then now, like, I just love it. You know, I love helping kids. And I, I love the parents having that aha moment, like, oh, thank God, I don't have to put this bill all by myself. 
you know? So. Right. And it's also, I mean, I know for myself, so I am also dyslexic and I knew, and I have a growing business and I wanted to make sure that I was there giving him the support that he needed. But mm-hmm. I also didn't want to be the person that was like, oh my gosh, we didn't do this now. You have to be on top of it. You need to do this. And kind of being that like that annoying pain in the butt, especially when you have teens and that's the last thing you want to do is annoy them about something else. But this is so important. And so having Very. that kind of where someone can help you break it down. That's what I found. Like what you guys do is so kind of helpful. It's like, you know, this is what you need to do is break it down. We are here. We're here to help you. And it's another person kind of, right. And, and, and thinking about the things that we don't think about, um, maybe, you know, all the time as parents, because we're missing, you know, especially being up on how, you know, things are different, right. When we went to college, it was very different. Um, and so having that kind of support, that's wonderful. Where can people find you? Um, so I'm in the middle of kind of rebranding and revamping my, uh, website, but my, I can give my email. Um, it's J A H E S L O P nine two at gmail.com. And then my phone number, you can call me anytime nine three one three two zero six two one zero. So, so yeah, like I just want to, you know, guidance counselors have like 10 minutes per student to give any kind of help. They're, they're so swamped. So, they appreciate me helping their students, you no, know? No, they do. And it's like our guidance counselor is the same. Like, she's like, I love that you have that support. I mean, because my son is dyslexic, I do have a great relationship with our guidance counselor. She knows that, like, if I feel like, you know, I don't hear from anyone, I'm in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I advocate, you know, I've always been his advocate, but he for also sure. advocates for himself. But, you know, mm-hmm. just to being like, wait, is this done? Is there anything that I'm missing? I, you know, I will email her probably like now that he's a junior every, I think I've done it like three times. You know, like, mm-hmm. have I missed anything? Is there anything that the college person's not telling me also? Because he doesn't know him in the school setting, right? He doesn't For know sure. certain things in certain states. Mm-hmm. So having both of them has been really helpful. Um, but having that, you know, support where I know I can just email because, you know, we're financially you know, with this other person, it kind of is, again, a little bit more of an incentive for them to help you and really, you know, step up and, and not that the guidance counselor is not doing that. But as you said, they have so many people that they have to also focus on and you don't know what's going on in their own life at the time. Right. So it's, you have to take it, you have to take it, um, for that. So I love what you're doing. Thank you for you know joining YNS Live with NFL Thread. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. And enjoy the rest of the luncheon. Thank you. Hello. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I hope I don't have anything in my teeth. No, you're good. You're good. It's so nice to see you. Welcome to nice Minus to Live. You. Yeah. Welcome to Minus Live with NFL Thread. I'm Juliet Hahn and I'm co-host with Cynthia Zordage. Can you introduce yourself? I am Angela Pride and I am here today representing uh, the Professional Football Mothers Association, Football Players Mothers Association. I always forget the players. But anyway... <laughs> That's that's amazing. Now, has how did you come about learning about Thread? You know what? I stalk Thread on social media because I'm the PR coordinator for the Professional Football Players Mothers Association. <laughs> and so I see what Thread does all the time. And a lot of times I think um, FIFMA is tagged in a lot of events or a lot of things that you guys are doing. Yes. No, I, I appreciate it. I feel like we have met at the Super Bowl event before, but I never I never know. You know, it's like a, a couple, couple times I'm like, wait, did I meet that person or did I meet that person? Um, <laughs> well, but, I'm fairly new though. I'm fairly new. So probably oh, so, not me. All right. But, 
Right. So, and, and I know what you guys do is really important. How did you decide to get involved with the Mothers Players Association? Oh, gosh. Well, so by profession, I'm, I'm an author, speaker, trainer, and so I'm also a women's advocate. So I'm always looking for opportunities to get with other women, to network with other women, to build up other women. And I just felt like when I learned about um, PIFMA, it was just a spot for me. I mean, you know, coming in new to the NFL, my son was drafted in 2020. And so as I stated I'm fairly new but just wanting to kind of learn the ropes learn the different things that obviously I I didn't know Mm -hmm. Um, and so just connecting with other women has always been a passion of mine so I'm just excited to be here yeah and I think it's wonderful that you also found uh, thread because again that's another kind of arm extension where you can just get more tools and thing and I know I'm sure you've heard Cynthia's story and maybe you haven't but when when her young son was in the league she found like a pamphlet in the back of his truck and was like he's not reading this you need to get this to the mothers and so it was this whole thing that kind of came out because it is it's the mothers or the wives that really and not you know no disrespect to the, for, to the players and the men but they're doing their job they're, they're not focused on the, the little details of other things they are there to make sure that they're sleeping, they're eating well, they're playing well, and not doing the details. So the fact that there's organizations like this, which a lot of people don't know, that's one of the reasons why Cynthia and I do these events um, and have the podcast, because there's you know certain things that people don't know. And if you don't know, you're not going to know, right? So when people talk about it and they say about the supports and all the different things there are, that's what's important because that just makes the community tighter. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so what um, is this? So this is your is this your first thread event? It is my first thread event. And I'm just excited. (laughs) I'm just excited to be here. And it's been wonderful so far. Yes. State of the art. Yes. And and I so I can't wait to meet you in person (laughs) at some of the other events that we have, because I know you're going to be there and I just, you know, showing what you're doing. Where can people find you if they have questions? So if you have questions about PIFMA, um, we are all over social media. We're on PIFMA. Uh, we're on um, IG, PIFMA PR. We're on Facebook, PIFMA Inc. And we are on Twitter, just under PIFMA, P-F-P-M-A. Thank you so much. Now, also, what you said you're an author speaker. So tell us a little bit about what you do. So I am. I, I didn't set out to become an author, but I have published, self-published three books. Um, my first two books are encouraging women, um, as I stated, um, in any sort of leadership role, because I do believe, as you stated about threat, like women, we're just the core. We're, we're the core of so many things. And so in corporate America, when I was there, I just learned that so many women were being suppressed and my books are empowerment type of books, encouraging women to lead from wherever they are and to get to that level and to not settle for anything less. And then my last book is Unconventional. My entire life has been unconventional from birth to being raised by my grandparents to publishing books to, um, you know, going outside of corporate America to do my own training and um, things like that to now where corporate invites me back in. So I'm also all over social media. I'm author Angela Pride on Facebook. I am on Twitter as my business name, which is Coach with Pride. And I'm also on um, IG as Coach with Pride. Well, that, I'm so glad. And I'm so glad that you said that because that this is why we do this, because we all have stories. We all, you know, have something that we can share. I'm a storytelling consultant. I'm also, you know, I have a, a number of different podcasts. But what I do is I help people be able to formulate their stories, pick out those important parts of their stories that are going to connect deeper with audiences. So what you're doing is so important because sharing our stories, someone's going to see a little bit of themselves in 
in, in, in our stories and be like, you know what? I can do more. I, I can, I can go out. I can go out of my comfort zone. I can do something. And so many women, you know, especially at, at certain times, which I talk about a lot at some of our pivotal times, you know, when our kids are getting a little older or maybe when we've taken ourselves out of the workforce to raise our children. And then what happens when they get a little, you know, a little older, where are we? And it doesn't matter how, right. you know, how good your head is on your shoulders. You're going to go through some times and having the support of other women sharing their stories, talking about what they went through is so essential and important. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. for Thanks for doing this. I mean, like I said, I'm just excited. I've already learned a lot today just from the different speakers that have spoken. I can't wait to hear Angela Brown. And I just I, when I met Cynthia, I was just excited. I just the vibe, you know, in, yeah, in this type good. of room is everything. It is. Everything. Well, thank you again for joining. And I, I, I'm looking forward to meeting you at an, uh, in person at the next event. Hello. Welcome so uh, to YNS Live with NFL Thread. How are you? I am good. Can you please introduce yourself? <laughs> I am LaCheryl Smith, and I have a company, L Group PR, and I'm also the publicist for the NFL Alumni Health Brand. Amazing, amazing. So I'm Juliette Hahn. I'm the co-host with Cynthia, uh, with Cynthia Zordich, and we love doing these events to be able to highlight the women that come to the events mm-hmm. and, and, and support, you know, the players and the wives. So how did you get involved in what you're doing? Um, by mistake. <laughs> um, I started way back. I'm really old. I started way back in the eighties and I did a favor for one of my friends who actually played for the Cowboys, not knowing that that's what a publicist does. And I moved to LA for 30 years and figured out, Oh, I am doing what a publicist does and just kept doing it. <laughs> so that's, that's how I got started. That's amazing. And then how did you get involved? Um, with you know the other parts of your business, was that something that kind of just evolved, or was it something um, that you always had passionate about? Um, I wanted two jobs when I grew up. Um, I either wanted to work for the Cowboys in their publicity department, or I always wanted to work for the NFL. Um, one of my clients, Billy Davis, who's a two-time Super Bowl champion, he is president of the Alumni Association. Um, so he was like, hey, we're redoing, <laughs> stop it, <laughs> um, we're redoing the um, alumni health. I want to bring you on as publicist. So it actually just kind of fell into my lap. And now you got the two jobs like you did, I know. you know, I like know. you wanted as a kid, right? <laughs> I know, I know. You know, it's so funny because I am a storytelling consultant and that's one thing I always will challenge my um, clients to think back mm-hmm. to some parts of their, their childhood, like what they wanted to be, th- little things, because sometimes you don't realize that mm-hmm. little dreams that you had as a kid can mm-hmm. sometimes become real life and you have to like see mm-hmm. those strings and those threads that kind of, exactly. kind of tie it together, which is really, really fun. So can you tell people where they can find you? Um, yes, you can find me on social media, on Instagram at L group PR, um, or L group PR co, uh, Twitter is the same L group PR. Facebook is L group PR. So I'm L group PR across the board. <laughs> That makes it a lot easier. Well, thank you so much for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread Live at the Draft event in Kansas City. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yes, I appreciate you too. Have, enjoy okay. the rest of the luncheon. Hi, welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. I'm Juliet Hahn. I'm co-host with Cynthia Zordich. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? My name is Nicole. I was just going to say, can you introduce yourself, please? Yes. <laughs> so, Nicole, what brings you to this draft event? So I am here with Sandra Atkins, who you spoke to earlier, but I'm affiliated with the NFL. I am, my ex-husband played football. We were married for 20 years, and he's a coach now, so I'm still somewhat connected to the NFL. 
You are okay. And so what, so how did you, so you from your friend, Sandra, is that who you said Sandra? Yes. Yes. So she introduced you to the threat event. Was that the first yes. time that you heard what Cynthia is doing with these events? Yes. Yes. And I'm good friends with Erica Lassiter from off the field. Yes, so I'm, love I'm familiar with some of the affiliate organizations here, but yeah, this is my first time hearing about thread. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What is your, you know, what is your profession? What is your living? What is your passion? I am an educator. Um, I am the director of equity and inclusive education at an all girls private school. My passion is DEI. I'm working on my doctorate in higher ed with a certificate in diversity, equity, and inclusion. So that's my passion along with my three grown children. Um, and my beautiful daughter-in-law, they, um, are my reason for getting up in the morning and trying to live a life that they're proud of. So that's, those are my passions. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, enjoy. I know you guys are starting the workshop, so I want to let you go do that. But thank you so much for being here uh, with YNS Live with NFL Thread and sharing a little bit about who you are. Can people find you? Like, is your school where people, you know, you have a little bit of information that you can give them about the school? Yes. Um, it's St. Teresa's Academy in Kansas City, Missouri. It's the oldest school in Kansas City, Missouri. It is a private Catholic school. Our um, motto is love the dear neighbor without distinction. So, yeah, you can find it. The people at my table have different connections to Kansas City, but they've all heard about St. Teresa's. So, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining again. Wine is live with NFL Thread. Enjoy the workshop. Thank you. Very nice to meet you. You too. Take care.